Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the last day work of the ministry, that the whole world will be deceived. It says that the Antichrist, the man who sent the son of perdition, deceiveth the whole world. Not the whole world except the United States or except any state within the Union. It deceiveth the whole world. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Jesus states himself, you'll be hated of all nations. For what reason? For my name's sake. Now the ones that are called by the name of Jesus that are obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost, these are the sons of God. They are the ones called by his name. Those are the ones that have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after they repented and received the Holy Ghost born of the water and the spirit. These are, these are the newborn babes that desire the sincere milk of the word they may grow their body. But they do not stop there. As newborn babes, they're unskillful in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5 tells us that. But then we go to little children, we grow, the Christ in us, the inward man grows. That little children is referred to in John's epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you little children because you've known the Father. Your sins are forgiven for his namesake, but you've known the Father. Well, they know that Jesus is the Father of glory manifest in flesh, in the days of his flesh. Now, he's gone back to his former state as spirit, a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Not just a glorified man standing at the right hand of God. Now, the do, people that do know their God, that have the revelation of Jesus, know that, and that's the state of little children. Not full grown, but they do know that he is the father of glory. Jesus Christ is the only true God and eternal life, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit that made himself of no reputation to redeem us under the law. Then took the ordinances of that law, nailed it to his cross, broke down the middle wall of partition, went back to his former glory, glorified by the father's own self, John 17, 5. Jesus said, except you believe that I am the Father, John 8, 24, you shall die in your sins. Now the little children know that he is the Father, that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and that is still not enough to enter the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 7, Jesus stated, not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of God. Now, we have to go on. Now the question is, how much further do we go? Well, we have to go to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That's what we're called for. Whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Who's the son? It's the father himself. The Lord Jehovah stated that himself, that self-existent eternal spirit of God in Isaiah 43, 10, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God, not the nominal church world, but the true witnesses of the Lord Jehovah, Jesus Christ himself. Thus said the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. The Lord is that man. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. We're still as little children. Not grown up, but still not on strong meat yet. Well, where do we go now? We go to the overcomers, Revelation, the second and third chapter. We see that John again in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write unto you, young men, 
because the word of God is strong in you. You've sought God diligently and you've overcome the wicked one. You overcome the victory that overcome of the world, even our faith. They are the overcomers. They're still a higher state of glory. And that is that state of fathers. Now, you don't hear too much spoken about that or preached about that or even referred to. Why? Because it's only revealed to those uh, that are truly seeking the Lord, their God, and the pure in heart shall see God. That's the present truth. God is sealing his people now. And on the 19th of January, 2019, after being in the ministry 47 years, only had three visitations from the Lord all that time, then the fourth one was on the 19th of January, 2019, a two-hour visitation after preaching in a side travel church there in Transmere, Kenya, Africa. And that visitation lasted about two hours. But the bottom line, the Lord stated, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. I was flabbergasted. We are in the last of the last days. We all know that. But when we talk about the Revelation 7, apocalyptic sealing, well, then we know we're in the last of the last days. This tribulation is about to hit the world. And when God's judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. They will learn the true God and eternal life. For all will know him from the least to the greatest. And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. We know that. But those that think they're already saved, sanctified, and on their way to heaven, not looking for anything else, those are the ones that will not do the will of God. Now, Jesus stated that any man that does not do the will of God and him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it's sin. We have to walk in the present truth of the word of God. Jesus stated that in Matthew 7 in the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Now, all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will they enter the kingdom of heaven? Only those that do the will of God. There where we are now, there is the globalist aggression, the Marxism-Leninism theology, the ideology that a one-world government is a good thing, that we should be uh, in uh, favor of equity. The George sources of this world paying with billions of dollars two different heads of state to bring us into a one-world government. But is it a good thing? Well, the ones that do not know the Word of God thinks it is. They are ver verily deceived. Now, we as Christians, uh, true Christians, I'm not talking about the nominal church world. I'm talking about the true Jesus name, people that are following on to know the Lord in both uh, everything in truth into the image of Jesus Christ. The ones that know that we are to be conformed to the perfect image of Jesus, not in a Pentecostal mirror, seeing through a glass darkly, having knowledge only in part, but when that which is perfect has come. Perfection, that is charity. Not charity being just love, but love for God based in doing his will is charity. It's doing the will of God. Not to hear the word, but a doer. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not things I tell you? Well, that's exactly what is happening now. The Lord is speaking to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. 
Now we know that Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, abomination of, the, of this earth. She says, I said, a queen, I am no widow, and I'll see no sorrow, no tribulation, no trouble, no birth pains. I'm already there. I'm already perfected. I'm saved. Thank you very much. And she's not pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. She believes and rides upon a scarlet-colored beast, which is not only what we many have said in eschatology, that that's the European nations gathered together, but it's the whole world. Notice that this man of sin, the son of perdition, deceiveth the whole world, who opposeth all that is God or that is his worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. It deceives the whole world. And if it were possible, through these false Christs, these false anointings, through these great signs and wonders that they will do, that Jesus said, if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect, coming and saying, I'm Christ and shall deceive many. Many false prophets were already entered into the world, as John declares in 1 John 4. We have to discern the spirits. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Holy Ghost, Jesus himself, that quickening spirit is come in the flesh. That is a present imperfect tense still coming in the flesh is of God. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is that spirit, the Father of glory, the Holy Ghost is not of God and is that spirit of Antichrist, which Paul, which I'm sorry, John said was already in the world. Paul warned of it in Acts 20, 29. Immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, speaking perverse things among the flock in the church. That's what we see in Pergamos. In that second chapter of Revelation, it is the seat of Satan there at Pergamos, where Satan's seat is and where Satan dwelleth within the church. There many say that they are Jews and are not. They've never had the spiritual circumcision of the heart baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the body of the sins of the flesh to be cut off. They haven't heard that. Colossians 2 verse 12. They haven't understood baptism is to be buried with Christ uh, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. Romans 6, 1 through 4. They've never heard it. They don't understand that the Jews had the spiritual circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Believe with the heart. That's in the spirit of man. Not with an intellectual, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. That's Romans 2, 28 and 29. So we're at the brink right now of the sealing of God's people who he's going to use in these last days, the latter days. Now, many will be deceived as we are told, Jesus said there, that take heed that you be not deceived. You're going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake. Now, how does that happen? Well, they're deceived thinking that a one world government is a good thing. A one world currency. They already have uh, face recognition. China, America, all the uh, identities and habits of each individual are known to the governments of man. We find here in Revelation that we find in Revelation 17 this thing about the mystery of Babylon, the great the mother of harlots, and what, who is she and what is she? She's a false church. We know that. But as we look at her, take a look 
And we'll read there, Revelation 17, and there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, that's where it filled up the wrath of God, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that setteth upon many waters, the waters of nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Many waters. With whom the kings of the earth, not just the federation in the European nations, but the whole world whom the kings of this earth have committed fornication. They believed her lies. They're drunk by the wine of her fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth, everyone that have not been born again, have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. She has deceived the whole world. She rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. That's the one world government, seven heads, ten horns, that we will see right here well, that was mentioned in Revelation 13, the government all being uh, there lifted up of a man, following a man, the man of sin, the son of perdition. She, notice that she wears uh, colors. Colors gives us to her identity. Blue is the heavenly, the father. Red is the blood, the scarlet. Purple is the king of kings, lord of lords. Let's see what she wears. Well, so he carried, John talking, he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. Now, where the ones that are literally come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, the man child birth in Revelation 12, the ones that will be in the full image and perfect image of Jesus Christ, the ones that will preach this gospel to all the world for a witness and all nations the ones that will have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith there of the last days. There, the full measure of the faith of Jesus Christ uh, given to the body of Christ according to the measure of each part that God will fitly frame together, compacted of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Notice that in the wilderness, the first thing when Jesus came into his ministry, at age 30, fulfilling uh, the law of Numbers 4, that the high priest takes his office at age 30. Jesus, as a man, made in under the law, Galatians 4, verse 4, is doing the same thing. He is obeying that law in every aspect of that law. He's fulfilling the law in all of its righteousness of the law. Jesus is the only one, the only man, perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God that did it the only perfect, spotless, spotless Lamb of God. Any man says he has not sinned is a liar, and the truth is not any. Where did he go immediately when it was uh, coming to his ministry? That three-and-a-half-year ministry of Jesus Christ. At 42 months, time, times a half, three-and-a-half years, where did he go? The Spirit drove him immediately into the wilderness there to be tempted of Satan. Comes out of that in the fullness and power of God. It comes into his ministry at age 30, fulfilling his own law. What will happen to the bride, the body of Christ, that have that revelation of Jesus, that man-child birth through the birth pangs, that Christ in us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, where will we go? 
places. Where did John go here? Where do we go in Revelation 12 when there's two wings of a great eagle, eagle given to us, where we fly into the wilderness, where we have the place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times the biting of a time, three and a half years, 42 months. Not in heaven. We're still here during the great tribulation. But God has made a sanctuary for us. He said he's going to keep us and nourish us from the face of that devil. Well, John is having that experience here in the wilderness. The ones in the wilderness that have come to the measure of the statue of Jesus will have the revelation and know perfectly well who this mystery Babylon, the greatest mother of harlots is and her fornication. They will not be deceived. Only those that dwell on the earth that have not the seal of the living God in their forehead will be deceived. And it says, in Revelation 17, verse 3, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. There we go. We have that man-child birth. We have a revelation now. We know who this false church is. She rides upon this governmental dominance of the world. And I saw a woman set upon a scarlet-colored beast. A scarlet-colored beast that we see full of the names of blasphemy, covenant against God, blasphemous, disesteeming the Christian faith, the true Jesus name people. S having seven heads and 10 horns. There's your Revelation 13, seven heads, 10 horns, uh, and 10 crowns up on those heads. We find right there in the Revelation 12 that that man child is birthed. And the devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, uh, that dragon is cast out of heaven, coming down to the earth, having great wrath, not the wrath of God, the wrath of Satan, knowing that he had but a short time, times times half, three and a half years. That's how long he has, having great wrath. And he comes against the woman, the church, the true church, the living God, not this mystery Babylon, but the true church, the living God, the woman that is not national Israel. That's a church of the living God. How do we know? Because Revelation 12 tells us that she birthed this man child and the remnant of her seed. Who are the remnant? The remnant of her seed. Who is it? Well, those that keep the commandments of God, those that love God, keep his commandments, and have the testimony of Jesus. Now, that testimony of Jesus, as we see in Revelation 19.10, is the full image of Jesus Christ to the point that John sees it. And he sees this man. He knows who Jesus is. If anybody knows and has the revelation of Jesus, that's John the revelator. He bows down to worship this man. He said, see that do us and not. Why? Because I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. I'm one of you that have grown in the faith. I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm a tabernacleist. I've come to the measure of the statue of Jesus. It's a body of Christ fitly framed together and compacted together for the work of the ministry, what we're all called for, the body of Christ coming together. Now, that's where you that know the leading of the Holy Ghost need to contact me where we can work together. We have a ministry team here that's going to Africa. We have over a 1,000 ministers 
now in Africa, not counting India, where there's hundreds more, begging for this revelation, not counting Pakistan, Philippines, New Zealand, Australia, and you in America. We have more downloads there in America than any other place, three quarters of the downloads. And I know that that is a seed of the woman that keeps the commandments of God, and you're pressing toward the mark for the prize of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We need to hear from you because we together will take this world, this Jesus, uh, to the world and uh, proclaiming this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness unto all nations. And then, and only then, shall the end come. Notice that John's in the wilderness, and at this time he sees and he has a perfect revelation of this woman, this false church, riding upon the scarlet-colored beast of the nation, the, the national uh, uh, world governments are following her. She rides on it, total deceiving all kings, all nations of the earth, everyone, including the United States, all of the nations. And we have to have that seal of the living God where we are given two wings of a great eagle that's flying upon the revelation of Jesus Christ. Without those wings of the cherubim of the zoe of the living creatures of Revelation 4 and verse 5, it's impossible for us not to be deceived. We have to have that ceiling. When we get into that wilderness there with that man-child birth, the body of Christ coming not only as newborn babes or little children, knowing that he is the father of glory, not only have we overcome the wicked one and the word of God being strong in us, we're then called to this everlasting gospel. Fathers, and there's your Malachi 4. Behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day, the Lord come. Before the coming of the Lord God Almighty. He'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse and the Old Testament ends. That's where we are now. It's not... Elijah himself, it's in the spirit of Elijah, as Jesus stated in Matthew 17. I talked to some brethren out of California, and they said, wow, you might be one of those, Brother Beard, of the seven apostles that's supposed to lead the body of Christ. No, the apostles are not going to lead. The Holy Ghost is going to lead, my friend. Only the Holy Ghost through fitly framing this body together as only he can do and compacting it, sealing the servants of God in their forehead, uh, is nothing of man but all of God. It is the body coming together bone to bone, making a joint, joining together throughout the world, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself, building up itself in love. That is where we are now. It's imperative we hear the leading of the Holy Ghost and obey it. Not just know we need to do something, but do it. Not going to church as usual and singing three or four songs and hear a special number from sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so, take an offering, have a 30, 45-hour message, maybe an hour and a half if you're a long-winded preacher and going to home, to your house, where you have, obviously, uh, dinner prepared for this, this Sunday meal. Wonderful. But we have to come together as the church uh, in this 
body of Christ, this corporate body of Christ, to fulfill God's will, our Lord Jesus Christ. We must do it. Notice, he is not deceived. John knows who this mystery Babylon is. He sees this one world government. It's a scarlet-colored beast. Uh, this beast, the son of perdition, the man of sin. They're leading the governments of this world, and they are literally deceived by the drinking the wine of her fornication. It is a false Christianity and a false religion, but people will love it because it speaks peace when there is no peace. That's Baal. Jesus said, you think that I come to send peace, but rather a sword. Why? Because the cherubim of glory, a Christophany there in Genesis 3.24, said at the east end of the garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life, not to keep man out, but to keep the way of the tree of life and a flaming sword. There's that flaming sword that turns every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. Well, what is that? Well, that flaming sword is the word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We all know that. And the cherubim, that's where we are, are told these are angels. No, they're not. It's a Christophany. That is a capital C. It is a Christophany. It's Christ, a theophany there in the Old Testament, just like it was at the burning bush with Moses, just like it was with the angel that wrestled with Jacob, who was called in Genesis 48, the angel that redeemed thee. Same as it was with Joshua, the man uh, uh, that had a drawn sword before they passed over the Jordan River into the promised land, etc., etc. This is a Christophany of the face of Jesus Christ. Cherubim, capital C. That's not being preached anywhere because they are wandering around and not coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus, thinking they're already got it, they're already saved, and they do not understand. They have to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, searching diligently for this truth. The kingdom of God suffers violence, a violent taken by force. In Revelation 10, John heard what the seven thunders uttered their voices. He was about to write, and he said, write it not. Take the little book out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. If you stay in the status quo and do not move toward that prize and stay in the nominal Christianity, it'll pass you right on by and there'll be no ceiling in your life. The Holy Ghost there requires us uh, to step out in faith, pressing toward that mark. That is not an aloft bath, bait, gobble, daily. Uh, are in a, uh, the uh, Hebrew ABC theory from the Allah through the Tom and be equivalent to the English ABC theory, ABC theory, ABCDEFG. It's not starting the race at A, B, C, D, whatever case it is. It's going all the way to Z. Same way. It's running the race all the way to the end, not the beginning, not just becoming newborn babes or little children but going all the way to the fullest measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto salvation for the salvation of our souls, which is that Tav, which is salvation, which is the last letter, the 22nd letter of the Hebrew Abyssidiary, the alphabet. That mark is a Tav, as you see in Ezekiel 9. That set a mark on the ones crying out for the sins and abominations down in Jerusalem. That mark is a Tav. It's overcoming to the end 
And that mark is the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead in Revelation 7. That's where we are now. God is doing it now. He's performing it now to those that move and take it by force. The devil's going to withstand. The devil's going to call it a lie. The devil's going to withstand it with the tribulation and persecution. But the ones that do know their God will prevail. Because even though truth is cast to the ground, it cannot be destroyed. With trouble on every side, but not in stress, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. We cannot be destroyed in the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. This coming into this wilderness experience is a body of Christ that has birthed Jesus to the fullness in them, not this newborn baby, not just little children. Not even young men. Where the word of God is strong in them, they've overcome the wicked one. 1 John 2, 12 and 14. These are the fathers. The fathers that are weaned from the milk of full age, having their senses exercised their bodies, are both good from evil. This is where we're at now. The body of Christ are those that have an ear to hear. You might be a pastor. You might have only a small number in your church. Don't fret. We are totally outnumbered that believe the truth. Paul said it. We're not as much that obey the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're always outnumbered. And the God of glory, Jesus Christ, the Father himself, will give this testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, to those that will take that little book and eat all of it, not part of it, not partial truth, but all truth. That cherubim, there's a capital C in Genesis 3.24, a Christophany, and it throws right along with a flaming sword. What is that sword? Well, the cherubim, that's Jesus Christ, and the face of the face having the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The flaming sword is that word of God, Turning every which way is the fire of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. That's the reason it's flaming. When we see that Jesus, He Himself, said He would lead us and guide us into all truth, John 16. He's headed to the cross. He tells His disciples, I have many things to say unto you, but you're not able to bear them now. He'd been with them three and a half years. He's not, not able to bear them now, the Word of God. He said, but when the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth has come, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. That Biblia Ridian, that little book in Revelation 10, is all truth. It's in the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, growing up into him in all things, in all things of faith. That we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That we don't fall into the trap of the snare of the devil. And as Paul warned Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 verse 1, that some in the last days uh, shall depart from the faith, given heed to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having a conscience here with a hard arm. We don't want to fall into that snare. There, as we go into this full measure of the statue of Jesus, seal of the servants of God in their forehead, Revelation 7, God's doing it now. We are to take that little Revelation 10, Take that little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it, all truth, growing up to Jesus and all things, all things of faith. And it will be sweet to your mouth as honey, 
Honey's a revelation of the word, buddy and butter and honey shall have everyone that's left, that's left in the land. That's the remnant of her seed. It keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy without the spirit of prophecy. That is the Revelation 19.10 that John sees of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's Jesus the head and we the body of the Christ. It's not an angel. That's the body of Christ coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus in a full image of Jesus Christ, what we're called for. 2 Corinthians 3, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the church of the living God walking in present truth and the present light of the word. We all have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the true body of Christ. That the excellency of the power of God might be of God and not of ourselves. That's the Lord Jesus Christ working in and through us. The author and the finisher of our faith. What does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He is that spirit. He's not spirit junior. He's not a second person of the Godhead. And that's what is uh, taking the world right now in a true revelation of Jesus Christ, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, wasn't it's come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8, 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. Jesus Christ is that blessed and only potentate, the Almighty, who only hath immortality. They believed it in Africa. Over a thousand ministers have come out of Trinity religion in a false Babylonian doctrine into the true bride to doctrine of Jesus, the doctrine of Christ. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Son. Why? They're one and the self-same Spirit, just as Jesus stated, John 10, 30, I'm my Father, one. Who is a liar, but he denied that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist and then denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is that everlasting Spirit of God invisible. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because... Uh, the Christ is that invisible spirit the Father of glory revealed in a body of flesh and blood and went back to his former glory. That is Jesus Christ, the quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that now that is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. The man that's been crucified has been made both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. Where those that are seeing and will take this little book, the Bibliorydian, and eat all of it, but you've got to take it. It's not going to be just, oh, listen to a pastor or a bishop or an apostle or a prophet, but get in the word of God and find the call for your life, what God has called you for, your purpose in his body. And by seeking the Lord God, there, just as Paul stated in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, the body of Christ, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Don't buy the lie that God is going to just leave you there, take you as you are, and you can have the world and money and houses and lands and cars and all the possessions of this world and Jesus and have served money and God together and the Lord will accept you. That's a lie. Be not conformed to this world. Maybe you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, taking on the mind of Christ and only the mind of Christ are the ones that have that mind of Christ will be sealed in Revelation 7. No one else will be sealed. 
and it's the servants of God. Not to hear the word, but the ones that serve God. And there are servants under righteousness. Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members of servants, obey him and the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, you didn't obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. You had it, but you didn't obey it. Carly minded. Carly minded is death. Or of obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. It requires obedience and the leading of the Holy Ghost. And that's what the devil has come against and said, oh no, that's works of the law. No, it's not. It's works of the company salvation as servants unto righteousness. As we were servants of sin, now we're servants of righteousness of the Lord God himself to go to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. So we have to take that little book out of the angel's hand, the Bibliaridian. That is the Biblion, the Word of God, compressed where we can eat all of it, all truth, revealed and not in Pentecost, but in Tabernacles, what God gave us the understanding of the book. And that season we're in now. We're not in Pentecostal. We're in Tabernacles. We're not Pentecostals. We're Tabernacleists. Those are the ones that's going on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. We're going into that wilderness to see perfectly well who that mystery Babylon is. We will not be deceived because we're sealed. What is it? This in that wilderness there, just as Jesus, the first thing, it seems kind of strange that the spirit of God will immediately drive the man Christ Jesus starting his ministry into the wilderness. They're to be tempted of Satan. Why? Because through this, Temptations. Found it all of joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Why would you count that a joy? Why? Though your faith be tried as by fire, it may come forth as pure gold to the glory of God. For our sufferings, all this bringing sorrow and crucifying the flesh and mortifying the deeds of the flesh. This, this tribulation we endure for just for a moment. What does it do? It works for us a more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Take it not strange, the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice as much as your protectors of Christ's sufferings and the glory of God resteth upon your head without that tribulation, there is no patience. Patience that works experience, and experience worketh hope. And we, as Jesus was, driven into the wilderness there to be tempted of Satan, so the body of Christ will go through a time of great tribulation. But what will happen? Well, we're going to come out to the mesh of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we're going to eat all the book and all truth and all things of faith, and doing that, just as in Revelation 10, John took that book out of the angel's hand and ate all of it. And then it was sweet to his mouth as honey, bitter to his belly. Notice, John, you must again, in that spirit of Elijah, prophesy to many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's the body of Christ. That's what we call for now. God's doing it right now. Those that have the mind of Christ and we will not be deceived. Call me. We need to work together. There, the information's on your screen. 
I need to hear from you. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the Real Jesus.